I'm an ex-learning bites and I'm your host, Ace Kagler. Whether you're out for a stroll, making your morning coffee or working away at your desk, we're always one click away. Tune in every week to hear from our exciting lineup of guests. Thank you. Thanks, Ace. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) presenting to you the author of Everyday Creative, award-winning speaker, learning designer, event curator, and TV host, Michael Dixon. Welcome. Thanks for being here. (laughs) It's it's wonderful to be here. I love everything that you're doing with this podcast, and, and I'm deeply in love with the Laminex team, so it is a thrill, a pleasure, and a privilege to be talking with you today. Oh, thank you. It's great to have you. I'm really excited to be chatting to you today. Um, So obviously most of the Laminex team does know about you through Laminex Live TV and the show you're hosting for us. But for those that might not know um, much about you, do you mind just introducing yourself? Tell us what you do these days. Yeah. So, well, these days it's a lot of virtual things. Um, prior to that, I mean, the overarching context of what I do is is designing leadership programs, team and talent development programs, helping organisations reimagine the now of work. We've talked a lot about the future of work for a very long time, but things are so unbelievably chaotic right now that um, we need to start thinking a little bit more about right here and now. So that's that's what my work certainly focuses on. A big uh, core premise of that that we might even touch on today is this idea of collective uh, individualism, which is how can we create cultures that are big enough to hold the vast number of beautiful, unique snowflake voices there are, uh, whilst all aligning around a common purpose. And we do that with live music. We do that with with, uh, the virtual stuff, lots of exciting and dynamic ways of delivering the content and just having a ball, really, like really the, the, the loving aside from you know the tragedy and the madness and everything that's going on with COVID and how that continues to impact our way of life, the opportunities now to be creative, to think differently about how we work and how we add value to our, our colleagues and clients, it's amazing. There's never been a better time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What about you, Ace? Tell us about <laughs> you and your relationship with creativity because I um, have a hunch that's the theme we're going to be talking about today. Am I right? <laughs> No, we're not talking about me today. I want to get inside your head and what goes goes through your mind when you're doing the awesome stuff you do. Uh, just looking at your LinkedIn profile, I was looking at your kind of career history and it made me think, I mean, you've done so much and so many different things over a period of time. Uh, you used to be an art performer. I'm not sure if you are still now. And, you know, you wrote a book, you're a learning designer and you worked in HR and um, you, you're you a keynote speaker. How do you get to do so many different things? Well, even uh, it's funny, I was speaking about that with someone the other day. If, if we really go back and look at, at uh, my career path, started as a musician, so professional musician, I was studying jazz and performing. And then um, unfortunately, you don't make a whole lot of cash and you certainly didn't 20 years ago when I started on that journey. Um, so I would have to supplement income with different jobs and, and, and things along the way. So I've been 
you know, a landscape gardener, a, a call center operator. I worked at Bunnings for a while. I was a short order cook. I uh, was an industrial cleaner. I have been, I've worked in warehouses driving forklifts. I have, uh, I bought a beach bar in Cambodia. I built a guest house in a Mexican restaurant. I ran a, a co-working space and an innovation hub. I packed boxes in uh, my friend's mother's warehouse. She is a book, you know, a publisher. I've done a whole lot of things. And now, yeah, the speaking, the consulting, the advising. And and I would say that throughout the course of the, that, a lot of the time was like, oh, my God, what am I doing with my life? How have I ended up here? And other times it's like, oh, my God, this is so boring or so frustrating or this is so annoying, this job. You know, just give me the paycheck. I want to get out of there. Retrospectively, looking back now and the work that I'm doing now, every single job, role, position, part-time full-time casual piece of work I've done has somehow it's informing and inspiring the work that I'm doing now. And I think it's such a great reminder to everyone to think that we're so focused on, on what we're lacking and, and what we need to learn and what we need to become and how we need to get more information and insight and consume more books. But if we stopped and just considered it for a moment, we have already lived extraordinary lives. And we've already had to overcome extraordinary challenges and we've had to expand ourselves to meet, you know, the change that has been thrust upon us in, in a multitude of different ways. And we have become someone that's quite extraordinary and quite capable of doing remarkable things, literally by purely living our life, doing nothing else than just living the life we've already lived. And, and that, standing in that place is, I find that so empowering and inspiring that, that uh, you don't have to do much else today. You can just remember how awesome you are and that, and, and that you've already got everything you need to deal with the challenges that are right in front of you. That was so well said. Yeah. So such beautiful words because, I mean, you're right. We, we are too harsh on ourselves sometimes, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it doesn't really matter how important you are or the work you do. Sometimes it's just the interactions you have with people, the connections you make and, um, you are here and make the most of it. Mm. You know, that's a really good point. If you, if we were to think about, I mean, there's so many things that we need to address in the world right now. So many beautiful, big, complex challenges that we need to overcome from COVID to climate change, to, to the racial inequality, to all kinds of things. Underpinning all of that, I can't help but think if we just addressed the story that we tell ourselves about ourselves, instead of walking around with this, I'm hopeless, I'm fat, I'm ugly, no one likes me, I'm not good enough, la, 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 la. If we address that story and really transform that, I'm pretty sure all of those other things would take care of themselves. You know, we would start believing that we have what it takes. We would start working effectively together to solve some of these big challenges. We wouldn't be so antsy or so insecure or so, uh, you know, confused and caught up in the drama of our, of our, you know, mistaken identity. So maybe we could, maybe we could talk about that in this podcast. How do we address the story of who we are and the story we have of our own capabilities and then start to reframe that in a way that we can be the fullest expression of ourselves in our day-to-day work? Can you tell us about everyday creative to start Mm -hmm. off with maybe? It's a Absolutely. And it it is actually a really good segue on that because part of the premise of this book, Everyday Creative, a dangerous guide to making magic at work, is to reframe 
the way that we relate to creativity. We tend to think of it as the arts. We think of drama and dance and painting. And and the vast majority of us uh, have said at one point in our lives, oh, I haven't got a creative bone in my body. My sister's a creative one. My brother's a creative one. Oh, my husband's a creative one, whatever that story is. But if we look at the research behind it, uh, we all have roughly the same creative capacity, you know, staggeringly so. And and it's it's part of our biology. It's 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 the physiology of who we are. We are designed to create, to be curious, to innovate, to come up with new ideas. But somewhere along the way, that story changed, and we started thinking that we're something we're not. And then we reaffirmed that story, and then we, you know, ended up in careers or relationships or a life where we just believe we're not creative. And and truth is, we are. So so the book really addresses that. It looks at how we ended up with that story. Uh, this misguided story of our own creative capability and how we can reclaim it, how we can bring it back into not these big, you know, amazing moonshot projects, but literally your everyday, the the small, ordinary moments uh, that make up your life and your work, how you can be a little bit more creative, how you can have a little bit more fun and ultimately unearth a little bit more magic, which is going to leave you more fulfilled. Uh, you're going to perform at a higher level and you're going to have so much more. Fun, Ace. You know, who doesn't want that? <laughs> I'm sure everyone does. That's great. And, um, I mean, you've made so many points there that I would love to unpack um, during our conversation now because um, you touched on, you know, the self-limiting beliefs we have. Um, and you're right, we're, we're not necessarily, you know, creative people aren't necessarily special people. Um mm-hmm. They, we're, we all have some creativity in us. We just don't realise and we grow up to think about ourselves as not that creative anymore um, as in the days that we were as a child. Um, well, if, if you were to define creativity, how would you define it being creative? The purest form of life-giving energy available to us. It is, it is creation you know, creation, creating, creativity, it's all the same thing. It is bringing something into being. And we all have that capacity. It's funny, even even the way that you said that just a moment ago, oh, creative people, all people are creative people. And, uh, and then when you said, you know, when we think about what creative people do, that's a really good frame, actually, because I think it's instead of what creative people do, it's just creative people do. It, that's, that's the distinction. I don't know if I made that clear enough, but there is no, uh, there's no, you know, methodology, toolkit, seven top tips you need to master to be creative. You literally just be creative. You do something, you put a pen to the page, you throw an idea out there in a team meeting, you center align your emails, you do anything, you know, put on two opposing socks by choice, not because you somehow like me have, I don't know what happens. I put a pair of socks in the drawer and then they're never a pair ever again. They get together in that sock drawer and they go, you know what, let's mess with his mind. And so, you know, you wear odd socks, do whatever you can, but the, the creativity lives in the doing, it lives in the making. And it's, uh, it's a whole lot closer to us than I think that we realise a lot of the time. I agree. 
Yeah. And if we were to unpack what you said before, so we as humans were all born with creativity. Um, mm-hmm. There was a NASA research done in the 60s and mm-hmm. it's, it found that, you know, five-year-olds had 98% of imaginative skills um, and 10-year-olds 30%. When they grew to become 15-year-olds, that came down to 12%. And as 31-year-olds, you have only 2% um, of imaginative skills um, by the time you reach that age. So why is it that? So we said, you know, as you grow up, I guess you become more self-critical or you have, you start to mm-hmm. develop self-limiting beliefs. How else would you explain that? Why do we think we're so uncreative all of a sudden as we start to grow up? We have, well, two things. Neuroplasticity is one. So the the, the reaffirming of the synapses in our brain that reaffirm a story or a narrative or an identity or a reality. Uh, and the second thing is that we have a culture. We have a an expansive, dense, you know, committed organizational or I, I would say industrial complex that is that that I don't know if it's intentional or not, but certainly the 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 residue of the industrial revolution is you are not creative, you are not a snowflake, you are part of a machine, you are just a cog in a wheel, you are sit down, shut up, speak only when spoken to, pull your socks up, wear your tie, smile in this photo, you know, there's such a, a, a layer of conforming that we've been taught from a very early age beginning in school, obviously. Um, and that, you know, and, and aside from that, that piece of research, you know, that that's uh, George Land, he he did that study based on that, yeah, the a test he devised for the NASA scientists and then compared those five-year-old kids, they did the same test, same conditions, and 98% of kids came back equal to the creative brains that got us to the moon in the 60s. And then life happens to us. And I think another really great point to bring up is there was, I was listening to a podcast with um, Brene Brown and Elizabeth Gilbert. Brene Brown, many people in in business know of her because of her, love her. vulnerability and shame. We love Brene. Uh, and Elizabeth Gilbert wrote Eat, Pray, Love. She also wrote a book called um, big magic and, and a few others that have been really bestsellers, just amazing. Uh, they're both, they're kind of besties and they do their little podcast together, just like you and me, Ace. <laughs> uh, and uh, there's a really great moment in one of them and, and Brene shares in her work on shame. You know, 75% of people have this, this moment, this significant uh, moment in their life that they can remember where something happened to them and they were directly shamed and it, and it altered their identity. They decided in that moment, whoa, I'm not going to be that ever again, or I'm never going to put myself in that risk again, or I'm not going to do anything that's going to make me feel that way again. It was so significant. 50% of, of those people, that that's something that they can still recall, that's something like that. I actually believe this happens to all of us, but uh, 50% of those people, that that moment, that direct shaming was specifically around creativity. So they brought home you know, a painting that, that had some macaroni stuck on it and they showed it to mum and they're like, mum, look at this. And the phone rang and mum answered the phone instead of looking at the picture. And they decided in that moment, that's it, I'm not an artist. Well, they sing for the first time in choir, like what happened to me, and everyone laughs and you feel humiliated. That's it, I'm never singing again. You know, the, the, this is what we're so young and we're so... Uh, impacted emotionally, like these deep emotional scars and wounds that happen to us, that we close the box. It's like, you know what? I am not doing that again. That is too hurtful. And and you don't have the, the kind of conscious capability at that point in time 
the wisdom and experience of age to go, okay, that's just what happened. That's not, I don't need to make it mean anything. But as a kid, you make it mean, that's it. I'm never going to do that again. Over time, like a freeway, you know, you've got this dirt road that's that's heading off into the bush somewhere. And uh, there's many, many roads, you know, it's a metaphor, many roads that you could path, but then over time you keep driving the same route in your brain. You keep firing the same synapses. And then over time, that story that is, I'm not creative, my brother is, or I'm not, or I can't sing, or I just don't think like artists or whatever becomes a six lane freeway with lights and, you know, bridges and the whole bit. And it's really hard to turn off that freeway in your brain. And someone comes along and says, oh, you're creative. Everybody is. And they go, whatever, mate. Mm. I don't know. I'm the 2%. I'm the one that isn't. And it's it's just not true. But it's very hard to overcome someone's story of who they are because our brain is so entrenched. You know, and that's, and that's what we're looking at with identity politics. And that's where we're, we're getting this the, the dichotomy, the, the, the everything that's going on in the world right now. It's like you're either for or against every single issue. And people are getting so caught up in their one way of seeing the world. You know, their brain is locked into one freeway of thought and uh, it's really dangerous, but it's profoundly limiting in terms of what's possible, not just in terms of your performance at work and in life, but in terms of you know, curiosity, fun, joy, freedom, being, being, being swept up in the mysteries of life. If you think you know everything, if you unconsciously think you know everything or that, or that, no, 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 this is the way forward. No, 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 I, I'm only going to go this six-lane highway. You're just missing so much of the magic that's available to us all day, every day. Yeah, and they and they say that, um, well, there's research that's suggesting that it's a top skill now that companies are, are looking for in people. I think three years in a row, creativity has been selected as the uh, top soft skill um, that companies are looking for now. And why is that? I mean, why in business or what do you think in, in politics you need um, the creative thinking process? It's so – everything's changing so rapidly and you, you have mm. to respond in the moment to so many different things. But not only that, like it, the market is changing in ways that we haven't seen before. And and I think creativity, it draws on two different things. It draws on both your ability to, to make new connections and dream new solutions, but also to remember and to use that previous experience that you've had and to keep that close. Um, so it's just, it's, yeah, it's certainly, it's not about drawing, painting, playing music. It is about, uh, it's a mindset and it's a, it's an approach to your work where you are, playfully engaged, curiously engaged with what's unfolding in front of you and then wanting to, to you know, process that and, cre and create something with it. It's, it's not just about, oh, isn't this interesting? You know, it's isn't this interesting and how can I add to this? Isn't this interesting and how can I change this? Isn't this interesting and how can I have impact with this or what can we experiment with this? It's a real, um, yeah, I, I mean, I can't think of a more vital skill right now of course empathy and things like this but see empathy even empathy and being able to build meaningful relationships with people and put yourself in other people's shoes that all informs creativity if you can really put yourself in the minds and the hearts of your customers and see it from their perspective that's then data you can use to create something beautiful for them so so all of these other skills in some way are, are all driving back to this 
what are you going to bring to the world? What are you going to bring to your role? What are you going to bring to this conversation that is new, that is dynamic, that is interesting or beautiful or moving or authentic or, mm-hmm. uh, or you know, confronting? Who cares? Just just bringing that, accessing that and bringing that forward. They're, the, they're certainly the kind of people that organizations are looking to hire and they are 100% the people that are going to get promoted. So if you're out there thinking, hey, I really want to mm. – I want to jump up a few rungs on the on the corporate ladder. Start bringing more of your unique creativity to your role. Start bringing your self-expression to it uh, because who doesn't want that person, you know, on your team? Someone that is, I'll have a go. What do you think about this? Should we try that? I, I did this on the weekend. I brought it in, not to say that you should work on the weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, the people that are that are more willing to go, wow, I love what you did there. Hey, should we try this as well? How can we add and build and grow things together? I, I, I want to work with that person. You know, they're, they're so invaluable to a team, to an organization, to a community. Okay, I think I I get what you what you're saying. So, it's like creativity is the underlying mindset um, of all the other skill sets you have. Mm-hmm. Um, so the ability to create change, um, you know, you get to come up with original ideas, not to mention solve problems. Um, and every time you think differently, um, you're being creative essentially, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. And, and, and this is, it comes back to the story, how we frame creativity. You can call it creativity. You can call it critical thinking. You can call it complex problem solving. You can call it whatever you want. Who cares? It's this idea of I want to play with the moment. I want to I want to dance with what's emerging. I'm I'm having a conversation with a colleague, and we've been butting heads for three years, and I've really got to get their approval for this. If I, this project is important to me, I know the customers want it, and I need their buy-in. How am I going to do this? You are thinking creatively. You know, you've got a three-year-old that doesn't want to brush their teeth and go to bed. You have to be creative. You can try and do the command and control, the forceful thing. It's only going to get you so far. But to think creatively about it, you know, you you don't re- people don't realize how creative they're being every mm. moment of the day. You know, it's it's you're on the way to work and traffic jam. Oh, okay, maybe if I skip down that road, I might actually head up the other one. That's the creative choice. It's it's um. Yeah, it's it's we're doing it. We're just not not letting ourselves believe or know that we're doing it, which is a tragedy. Yeah, it's so sad. Absolutely, so sad. I'm sure most people are going to be mind blown um, when they listen to this because you're making it sound so simple when you say, especially we're being creative every day. So how do I change my mindset if I've been brought up with, because what you said before, Mm. um, your upbringing and, you know, throughout your whole childhood, um, you've, uh, after a certain point, you started to believe that that creative gene is not in you. Um, You're just not a creative person. You've had multiple failures. No one kind of liked um, your output and he started to believe, and this is now like an, it's an underlying, it's a belief, it's deeper in your thinking. And how do you change that? So what are you going to do every day to change your mindset? If you start by following what fascinates you, 
curiosity is the key. It's the gateway to making your way back. And I don't mean like sitting down and go, okay, I need to get curious about this project, but curiosity in every facet of your life, being curious about how you feel. Why do I feel that way? Wow, this is really interesting. I'm going to go deep into that. I'm going to sit with this longer. Having the discipline to sit in the inquiry longer is a really great line. The wonderful David Bowie, who we love and miss dearly, he uh, he was asked once in an interview, so what do you see is the difference between artists and non-artists? And he said, I don't think there is one. You know, it's all a fabrication. Artists just sit in the inquiry longer. They're more willing to be in the question, to be more curious about what's going on, which affords them over time what we perceive to be highly original thought. So we look at them and go, how did they come up with that? Wow. It's just that they sat in the inquiry longer. So being, allowing ourselves to go, wow, that's really cool. I like that sound. I'm going to go find that band. I'm going to go listen to their album. I'm going to buy all three of their albums. Like not just stopping it short and then continuing on with the ordinary, repeatable, predictable lives that we live. Giving ourselves the space and the freedom to take the scenic route you know, to follow the, a few of the jelly beans into the deep, dark forest. And I think there's never been a better time, really, when we think about work from anywhere, which which Laminex is leading the nation, if not, you know, the world in some ways, yes. in the way that they've fully embraced, you know, work from anywhere. There are so many now tremendous opportunities to think, okay, I'm not really sure how to do this work from anywhere. Well, I guess if I'm not sure, there's not really a precedent for it. The company said, hey, make it work for you. Like, wow. <laughs> I mean, that's terrifying in one hand because like any artist will tell you the blank page is never nothing mm. scarier than a blank page. But at the same time, you think, well, okay, why don't I just see this as a series of experiments over the next few months? Maybe I'll try working in a park for an hour. Maybe I'll try working as I walk to a cafe. Maybe I'll try co-working space. Maybe I'll try – I'll just – be curious and try things. Some of them I'll like, some of them I won't. The ones that you like, there's a reason you like them. It's because they bring energy to you. They bring vitality to the way that you work. So then double down on them, follow them even deeper, get even more curious. Okay, why do I like this co-working thing? I'm going to go deeper into that. Oh, I like sitting by the window and I kind of like having a dull hum of voices behind me, not too loud, just a little bit. And you start knowing yourself more deeply and then you start getting addicted to it where you're like, I I just want to really get curious about making my life and my work work for me. Mm -hmm. And that's brilliant. I mean, if there's, if there's ever been a, a better time and, and probably the smartest thing for organizations to do right now, which again, I mean, all power to Laminex for, for really going for this is to say, we want you to be at your best, but we don't know how you operate at your best. Only you do. And you might not have ever really considered it before because we've all just gone to work nine to five and worn a suit and got used to the cubicle life. Now we're in a new game. So we can give you tips and ideas and we can empower you and let you, you know, but we'd love for you to just get curious, to give it a crack, to be creative and then come and share what worked for you. What did you love? What didn't? That will inspire others to follow their curiosity, to, to follow what fascinates them. And then over time, everyone will have these beautifully unique styles and environments and, and places that they will get the most energy from, that they will be so much more productive and get, you know, six hours work done in three hours. But then the ideas that will come, you know, it's not just about productivity, but the quality of ideas and the quality of relationships, the quality of 
your working life will will exponentially expand and amplify. It's, it's and it comes back from being curious. You know, to start with following what fascinates you. Yeah, I like to give an example from myself. Um, uh, when I was chatting to you last time, I was working from the library, and I like that because it helps me um, think differently. It stimulates my creative thinking, um, being in a different environment, seeing different people, um, different space. Um, I think, you know, and that's what works well for me. Although I do like to acknowledge that some people um, do like to have their routine and they just want to be um, doing what they do um, all the time. Um, And that's okay for you if that works well. But um, what you're saying is, um, you know, try different things, break your routine, um, don't be stuck in a particular structure, um, and you'll you'll see the benefits. Um, I've seen the benefits um, myself personally. I quite like that. Um, that's great. I love it, and you're the perfect example because of this very <laughs> podcast. It's it's um this is this is the perfect example of of the opportunities that now exist for all people in all organizations, particularly, but the one that, that we're all in right now, if you're listening to this podcast, give it a crack. If there's something like it, let's just unpack this for fun. Why not? You would have had an idea and thought, I'd love to do a podcast. I wonder if it's possible. I wonder if I, I that's a new skill I'd love to learn. And, and why not? How cool. And I'm, I'm positive, but correct me if I'm wrong. I'm positive that the next seven thoughts after that that gift of an idea that came to you were probably, oh my god, what am I thinking? That's ridiculous. No one would let me do that. Oh my god, what am I thinking? I'm not very good at that. How I've never done a podcast before. Why would I? Why would yeah. anyone listen to it? It'll, I'll be humiliated. I'll be laughing stock. This is ridiculous. Keep your head down. Don't don't even bother. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and think of the wasteland of beautiful ideas that are that are lying dead on the vine of possibility in all of humanity. Yeah. And and then just that little following that curiosity, well, maybe I could, I don't know, I asked Laura, maybe I could try what I figure out what gear I'd need. Maybe I could. And then next thing you know, here we are having these beautiful conversations and people are getting so much value out of this. You're growing and evolving. We've even talked about what the future of Laminex Live might look like with Ace steering the ship. <laughs> Who knows what's possible? Imagine, you know, if all of us in our work, even the ones that might be listening to this thinking, oh, yeah, that's fine for Ace, but I'm different. It's just a choice. It's a choice backed up by a choice and another choice and another choice, not necessarily even to do anything, but to sit in that inquiry. What if? Imagine if. Maybe I'll just ask a question. Maybe I'll just, I don't know, look at one program. Maybe I'll just explore. I'll look up one article, how to start a podcast, and then before you know it, snowballing, here we are. Absolutely. You never know where it's going to lead you. opens up so many doors. Um I think that's key, like following your curiosity, trusting your curiosity um, and experiencing it firsthand. Obviously, it's easy for me to say, but I think, yeah, if we can leave one message for the listeners today is that um, think about how curious you can be throughout the day. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and even thinking, trying to remind everybody the choice you know, the choice to at least be curious to begin with, but then the choice to make a creative, to take a creative step, to step, you know, in in the direction of your dreams. I know that sounds a little trite and cliche, but 
to the thing that interests you, I'll tell you this story about when I bought this bar in Cambodia. It was a very, it was so clear to me how how much one choice can alter the course of your life and that we're making them all the time, but we just don't bring that, you know, that, that conscious awareness to it. I remember we, it was a, I'd never planned to even go to Cambodia. We ended up by accident there and traveling. I was wow. in here and meant to move to Berlin and make underground dance music in a basement at 5am and never got there. And yeah, I called the mystical dance of choice and chance ended up in Southeast Asia and then on this beach called Otris in Cambodia. And, uh, beautiful little town or well, it was just a kind of about 15 bars made out of bamboo on the beach. And there was a few foreigners that owned them. And I thought, wow, this is fascinating. How did that, how did you do this? And they told me, and it was, it was right time, right place. You know, you can get a working visa very easily. You can buy a bar, you can do this. It's, it's out of control. It was like the dream, right. To, to do a tropical Island thing. And I remember, I remember drawing a line, and it was with, you know, my partner at the time. And we went, okay, we'll walk to the end of this beach. We'd only been on the beach five days. And it was like, oh, now we're going to buy a bar and live here <laughs> indefinitely. And set up, you know, it was just ridiculous. But I drew a line in the sand with my feet, you know, walking. And we said, all right, we'll walk to the end of the beach. And by the time we get back, we'll make this decision. And we walked back and then we stepped over the line and said, okay, we're going to do it. And in the process, you know, we, I remember thumbprinting a contract with this, with this Cambodian guy, a local chief of the village who wore a massive cowboy hat that was eight sizes too big. He had three gold teeth in his, and it was like, um, this is not a good idea. Like I'm giving my life savings to this guy. He doesn't speak English. He doesn't care. He's really liking the look of my money. And, uh, and then I remember being, you know, getting the keys and then waking up the next day, sleeping on top of the bar and the waves are gently lapping in the Gulf of Thailand. And it's this pristine, amazing thing. And I was like, I don't feel any different. I'm like exactly the same guy, except now I own this geodesic dome made entirely out of bamboo and straw on a tropical beach in, you know, the Gulf of Thailand. Like what the hell? I'm, it was a choice. The, the whole, my whole life has changed now, but I'm kind of the same person. And then I remember for the first few months, every single day, there'd be a group of backpackers that would come in and stay and you'd, you'd meeting beautiful people from all around the world. Every single day, there'd be one person that would say, oh man, I've always wanted to do what you do. <laughs> oh, it's been my dream. I've always wanted to do it. And I would say, no, 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 you don't understand. I was you three days ago. Like I, <laughs> six days ago, I was sitting where you're sitting, talking to the owner of this bar and, you know, two months ago, whatever it was. And uh, I could see that in their face, they were like, yeah, no, no, no. I couldn't do what you do. I, you know, I, you're different to me. You've got something that I don't, you, uh, this has been my dream forever. I just don't have what it takes. And it was like, it was such a palpable moment for me to get the, what we pack into our choices, particularly the things that move us and inspire us most, the fear and the judgment and the comparison and the, the whatever, the significance that we put around things where I was like, no, 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 I'm, I was literally sitting where you're sitting on your side of the bar 24 hours ago. And now you're you know, looking at me as though I'm somehow different to you. I'm not, it's just one choice. Granted, it was quite a big one, but it, it is so fascinating that we we're only one choice away from from moving toward unbelievably beautiful lives 
you know, and, and relationships and mysterious, I don't know, just the magic that, that is available to us and it's one choice away and it's every single day. It's not like, you know, it's the choice to, to spend a little longer with your neighbour, ask a few more questions. It's the choice to, to leave work early. You know, not to feel as though you need to be there till 5 p.m. and do something beautiful with that time. It's the choice to not just listen to Spotify playlists, but to go back and listen to a whole album start to finish with headphones on laying in the living room. Like we're one choice away from, I don't know, so much magic and beauty that that uh, if we just did that a little more, I have a hunch it would just make such a difference to, to the everyday work that we that we find ourselves in. You with me, Ace? I am. I'm speechless. That was so powerful. So do you apply this every single day? <laughs> God, no. Does anyone? I'm a human being. Yeah, this is, but it's, but it, it's like a muscle, isn't it? It, it is, it's even that idea that we talked about earlier with these, you know, these freeways and these synapses in our brain, neural pathways. If we can, if we can try to keep that present as much as possible, life, you know, magic is only one choice away. Creativity is only one choice away. Beautiful relationship, mystery, joy is one choice away. Keep reaffirming that mm -hmm. story, that narrative, that that little catchphrases, you know, that that um, that work for us, and then they become the default. And then instead of the default being, oh, I'm not creative, I haven't got a creative bone in my body, or I'm not the kind of person that could ever buy a beach in Cambodia, mm -hmm. or oh, I'm just not leadership material, or uh, work from anywhere just doesn't work for me, you know, we could actually change the story. And then the story gives us our life, it gives us our experience, and it gives us a whole plethora of new choices. As one choice now gives you all these other choices that you didn't have before making that one. So it's, um, yeah, what a gift, it's the a power commitment. of choice. I, I, um, I can imagine, I might be wrong, but it feels like to me that you, you have a method. Do you write these affirmations down every day? Because, I mean, I might be really inspired by, by, by what, what you're saying right now, um, but we're human, right, and we forget really quickly. Um, some of the things you said um, would stick with me, but, you know, in a couple of months' time, maybe I'm going to forget. What can I do um, every day to remember these couple of things, which is so powerful? Mm. Really good point. I would say writing them down. I yeah. journal and have done for my entire life. And it's stream of consciousness stuff. I started reading The Artist's Way when I was 16, a beautiful book by Julia Cameron, who kind of set you know these wheels in motion around the power of stream of consciousness writing every day. I even remember living in a band house uh, when, when we were trying to make it as musos back in my 20s. And uh, for a while, it was probably about six months, we stuck, we, we wrote these like really empowering phrases, uh, you know, in a word doc, cut them all up and then blue tack them all around the house. You know, if you open a cupboard to get out a cup, there would just be a little thing that says, you know, be the man, not the fan, or, you know, turn <laughs> it up to 11 or rock and roll or own it or whatever it is. And they were little prompts and and little, you know, reminders just reaffirming the story and the belief. I remember doing um, some training when I was with a band with a guy, he's a beautiful guy actually. He uh, He's a sports, a high-performance psych. He actually, um, he works with a lot of AFL teams now. He's a Canadian guy. 
and we used to drill these, uh, we used to drill different scenarios where we'd be a band and it'd be like, okay, let's, we'd stand in the kitchen and when we go and walk into the studio, it'd be, all right, what's this one? Okay, let's pretend this one, uh, a record label executive walks in and he's looking really unimpressed and he's at the bar and he doesn't care and he listens to three songs and then he walks out. Okay, let's do that. And so let's go and play our 45 minute set and we'd all imagine that context and perform as though that was what was happening. And then we'd go out and we go, okay, new scenario. Let's pretend uh, there's no record le- exec, but there's like a, a hen's night walks in and they're ready to party. And it's just the what. I mean, we would drill that and say, I mean, I'm going off on a tangent here, but I think, I do think I have spent my entire life seeking. And if you are seeking, then you tend to find the right people, the right books, the right material, the right films and documentaries, the right you know, synchronicities and serendipities that, that, uh, that want you to go deeper and want you to learn more about who you are. And so I, I think I've had many important figures throughout my life that were bringing, bringing powerful insights and gifts. And, and, you know, it's, it compounds over time. You know, Warren Buffett says it's the eighth wonder of the world is compound interest. The, and that the best time to start, you know, investing was 20 years ago. The second best time is today. I think the same is true of investing in your creativity and your curiosity. And ultimately, uh, you know, if we're thro- to throw another C in there, which we know is the five C's of remote work, uh, courage. Yeah. You know, if you can, if you can find that courage to stay in the inquiry a little longer, to make a creative choice, to ask a question when you feel like people might laugh at it, to do whatever, you can just find that it will it will compound for you and then you'll find even more courage the next time and then someone you'll meet someone the world will come to your aid we're getting very esoteric here but the, no it's the, true it's like a muscle you said you know get stronger as you work it 100 yeah. percent. and the universe will come to it will bring you what you need you know i love that we're on a work podcast talking about the universe bringing you what you need this is great <laughs> you know, just sit down and it's manifest awesome. yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, how am I going to let you go? This has been uh, awesome. <laughs> you know what I think? I can. Is this? Are we wrapping up? Can I do my little, my oh, little power it. punch? I really, truly believe there has never been uh, a better time, and and a more important time for every single one of us to to stop, and and push the world out a little bit and think. Okay, don't worry about them right now. There's so much distraction. The social media feeds are just, they want our attention. Mm. They're profiting from it. There's drama happening overseas. There's a pandemic. There's clients that need things. There's email that fight. Everything wants our attention. If we can stop and start to, to pull ourselves back into who we are and start to rebuild that relationship with us, we will discover, we will remember, we will we will build a, a much richer relationship with ourselves. And from that place, there is such a wisdom and intelligence and, and perspectives and experiences so much that we have to give the world right now that we just haven't had the time. We've been too busy where everyone else needs something from us. That's not going to go away. That is only going to amplify and having the discipline and the personal agency right now to go, no, I don't care if it's half an hour a day. I don't care if it's five minutes every hour. I don't care what it is. I'm going to have a little bit of time for me. 
I mean, parents would know that that sometimes, you know, you just got to get in the car and drive a few laps. You just got to go and have a beer with your friends. You just need a little bit of time to fill your cup. Filling our cup now in a well-being sense is is vitally important, but filling your cup in the joy of rediscovering who you are, on the other side of that, I think that's when your calling comes calling. That's when you will have no idea your next you know, career development plan, where you want to end up in the next five years, how you want to live or where you want to live or who you want to live with will unfold for you from such a richer, more authentic place. But you've got to give yourself the time to hear that calling coming for you. If it's just distraction, if it's just outcomes, if it's just delivering day after day after day, you're not going to hear it. And then you'll be 70 and you'll think, shit, what happened? What happened? Where was your beach bar in Cambodia? You know, there's whatever that is for you. It's just so important that we make the time now to to fall back in love with ourselves and to to get to know ourselves again, sometimes for the first time. So that's my invitation, everyone out there, including you, Ace. And certainly I'm saying this for me because 2021 certainly is busy already. And I, I was a lot busier than I was hoping or intending for it to be. And it doesn't, you know, it's, I don't want the next 12 months of my life to just be work, 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 deliver, 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 deliver. Uh, I don't want the next 12 months of my life to look anything like the last 12 months. I want it to be something that I can't even imagine right now. No, and yeah. that's going to, you know, that's going to come from just at least having the space, make some room for the space to see what will emerge and then you ride it. Once. Yeah, that's right. Ride the dragon. I like that because um, and that was a lovely message to leave the listeners with being mindful, you know, and being present um, is what I'm understanding. Um, and, I, and I love that. I think we all need to do that. That was great. Thank you. You're awesome. No, Such you are. Of, <laughs> of, of affirming, you know, wonderful, generous intent. <laughs> it's lovely talking with you, Ace. No way. Um, if I could be inspired by you in this very moment, you know, that's what I'm trying to get out of this. I can't imagine what it would be like working with you um, every day. I think you would inspire the people who are around you, even if they have those um, self-limiting beliefs that they're not creative. I think you would become someone creative really quickly by seeing the things you do and the way you talk. How do you come up with all of these ideas? Well, it's crazy. You know, I mean, even if you had a saw me at 11 o'clock last night trying to get a proposal out, I was absolutely hit the wall. This is woeful. This sucks. I suck. <laughs> this is crap. You know, it's and, and my partner Kate was like, God, Mike, you are killing me. This is so frustrating. Like, get over yourself. It's, uh, yeah. We are all the same. We are all going through the same stuff. We are doing the best we can with what we've got, but what we've got is actually pretty extraordinary. And and we all forget that. And that's the gift of 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 actually working in a team. You know, bringing it back to the context of this podcast and and working at Laminex and all of that stuff. It really is such a gift to be to be side by side with people that can remind you and lift you and and uh, realign you to you. And say, so, you know what, Mike, Ace, Tony, Andrea, whoever, you're extraordinary. You've just forgotten. It's all good. Let me remind you. And then off we go and sail off into the sunset doing amazing things. You're amazing.
<laughs> and I mean that sincerely. <laughs> uh, um, right back at you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I've just got two more questions that I ask um, uh, every guest pretty much. Um, before we wrap it up, so what inspires you? You? Uh <laughs> what inspires me man my garden right now you know to, to the nature is everything the ocean clouds in the sky i am i am really deepening my my love and my connection with with the planet we exist on and i think you don't even have to do anything with it like just to be in it to be close to it doesn't have to be a forest doesn't have to be you know an empty deserted beach literally sitting in a garden of a suburban home and being close to the the beauty and infinity that exists in a, a weed you know let alone an azalea or something it's just it's so inspiring to me to think how can how can i live more like that where there's no waste it's all generosity. It's just giving and giving. And here's a flower and it smells nice too. Check that out. Here's some for you, Mr. B. You know, let's <laughs> let's have fun together. I'm going to grow up this thing. Yeah, you can put something in my way and I'm going to grow over it. It's heaps of fun, isn't it? It's <laughs> such a, yeah, nature inspires me to no end. And people overcoming things, you know, people, everyday folks that are, that are, they're raising kids, they're working jobs or they've, they're going through a divorce or they're, you know, they're lost and lonely and whatever the the beauty of the human experience, no matter what it is, is I find that tremendously inspiring. And uh and yeah. It's warm and even the sad parts are warm and fuzzy. It's like, wow, this is this is all a gift. Everything we've got is a gift. Anyway, that's a long answer. What a response. <laughs> I'd love to be able to look at the world. Um with your way of thinking. I think you've inspired me. <laughs> oh, you're great. What's the second question? What's your favourite podcast? Um, well, it has to be this one, doesn't it? And then the other <laughs> no. one. No, I don't listen to too many. I never listen to the ones I'm on. That's okay. Uh, there's a one, I can tell you a podcast episode that I love that everyone should check out. It's with a guy, it's David White, who's a poet that I love, um, and he... He's just, I mean, he's the man, W-H-Y-T-E. He's an English poet who has worked a lot in the corporate space for many years, bringing the power and, you know, majesty of poetry to the, to the world of work. Um, but I, look, I'm going to have to, you'll have to put it in the show notes because I don't That's know okay. where it is. But, um, yeah, anything David White, any any conversation with him leaves you, like, better as a whole human being, it's just absolutely remarkable. The, the presence that comes through him and his, the way he shares himself with the world, it's amazing. So check him out. Will do. I'll try and share it in the description. Thanks, Awesome. Ace. No, you're the best. That was so good. I love talking to you. Um, it's so fun just getting into your head. <laughs> I can listen to you all day, I think. Hopefully the listeners Stop agree. <laughs> well, same time next week? Yeah, okay. Let's do it. <laughs> Thank you so uh, much. No worries. Thank you.